I wish Trevor Goldblum was in here. He's sexy. Uh, I went to go see Star Wars, and apparently he's uh, he's doing Jurassic Park again. So I guess he's trying to destroy that franchise too. Jeff Goldblum's career uh, finds a way. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, Dark Territory. Ordering in Wonderlands, the Twilight Zone to be prophetic it need not happen it's the fervent and urgent prayer of all men of goodwill that never shall happen but in this place in this moment it does happen this is the twilight zone this is the latest intro ever well and plus the way he does that intro it's it's after a speech at a birthday party for the good doctor who looks like just the biggest drunk. <laughs> he, he looks like Especially he hates his neighbors already. He's like, thank he you. Did. He did. He talks shit. You. He's like, that's about the worst fucking speech I ever heard, Jerry, you cocksucker. And he shakes his hand. You oh, sucker up cocks. That's why I hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're buddies. Yeah. I, I wouldn't hang out with a guy like that. Anyway. I uh, still can't figure out what Marty is. And when he said you're kind, I'm like, Jewish or Italian? Yeah, he seemed very Jewy. How is that guy not the same actor that played the Cowardly Lion? He he sounded just like him. He's crazy. That's where, it, yeah, but it's not. It's not at all. The other guy's like uh, older and thinner, like thinner oh, and wrinkled. I feel bad for you. I really do. <laughs> like I got a I got a three month year old. I I gotta get her in there. I gotta gotta. It's like Jesus. I'm all teeth and mustache. I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he's the Mad Hatter. Yeah, he's the Mad Hatter. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, IMDb is... I don't know why the lion is Jewish. Why is there a Jewish lion? (laughs) I don't get it. He's just doing like super Jewy voice. Yo, (laughs) you know what I found out? You know that lion roar? Yeah. MGM? Yeah. You know how they got... Do you know how they filmed that? I read something about it, but it was so long ago I don't remember. So go ahead and I saw the picture. Us. It's fucked up. Uh, were they sticking something up its ass? Yeah. Yep. They'll do that. Um, no. Well, they they prodded the fuck out. What they did is like, all right, picture like um, uh, okay, like a regular like a massage table, right? Yeah. But picture it. Okay. But pi- right. But yeah. picture sitting a lying onto it and strapping him down with leather straps and with his hind paws up and with electric prods, keep shoving it into his fucking back paws. So the lion goes, ow, ow, ow. And that's the roar. That basically sums like, up old Hollywood. Yeah. It was a fucked picture, man. I'm like, wow, Peter would have a field day with this shit if they existed back then. Yep. They used to just torture the shit out of animals and, that's what they did to get that legendary MGM lion roar that we all know and love so much. They tortured the fuck out of that poor guy. Yep. You know those old chariot races in movies? You know how they did those? Lots of horse death. Lots and lots of horses were dying. I, I got to imagine. And actors. Put, actors, too. 
Yeah. They yeah, died all yeah. the time. They didn't give a shit. It was, it was, it because it was art. Yeah. Well, it was all about the art. Phoenix. I don't think they care about the art. They cared. We're making this picture no matter what. I got paid. I have to deliver. Yeah. It's a fucking, you ever look back at that stuff? It's fucking insane how, how much they didn't give a shit about misery. <laughs> it was like, yep. Torture them. I don't care. Don't care. Yeah, no, not until you get this shot. I do whatever. If you gotta shove your your hand up his ass, <laughs> yeah, and and make his mouth go like this, then you better fucking do it. No glove. <laughs> yeah, if you ever look at a uh, Shelley Duvall, and on a lesser note, Shelley Duvall in a uh, uh, The Shining, is because uh, uh, Olive Kubrick, Oil? Kubrick was just fucking insane to her to get her uh, freaked the fuck yeah. out all the time. <laughs> Just like a madman at her. She was bug-eyed the entire movie, scared of her out of her mind. And she wasn't acting. she was at work. <laughs> That's the only reason. Yeah, I love those Cooper stories. Was there. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's bug-eyed naturally. He's freaked out. Ugh. Gross looking man. Anyway, uh, can the LAW did twice an episode. Like. What? I have no idea what he looks like. He's, he's bug-eyed and weird looking. He looks like, uh, what's that fucking Arya from... Game of, Thrones? Game of Thrones. He looks like her if she were grown up and a man. She, she looks like his daughter. So season seven, Arya? Then <laughs> no, older and creepier. Him as a young. If you ever get a chance, look him up as a younger director. He looks like her. He's just very so like Full Metal Jacket era, or um, before or that. Clockwork Orange. Before that, what did he do before that? Lots of stuff. The Killing, Killer's Kiss, Spartacus, Lolita. Dr. Strange Love. Nothing. <laughs> I I I did see a part of Spartacus before, but that was because it was in the movie Clueless. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that what's his name is obsessed with Tony Curtis. Uh yes. What was that guy? Anyway, um, let's not talk about Clueless. Uh good movie. It's I, what, I honestly uh, could tell you his name right now if you want if you want, but yeah, let's just It wasn't Preston, Jonathan. was it? That was another guy. Preston Who? was a. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about Clueless another time, because we can go on and on about Clueless. That's a great movie. It's one of those movies I'm. I, I feel like I should be ashamed to like, but I fucking genuinely like that movie, and I feel no shame in it. Dude, come on! You had the Alien Four real fairy guy as the dad. He's always great in whatever he does. Uh, I can't ever remember the famous guy that was the brother. Paul Rudd. That's him, yeah. And then Dan he was, was a, dad was Dan Haida, and then uh, I know him as the furry guy from yeah. Alien Four. <laughs> and then I had a severe crush on Stacy Dash as a kid. The Who's black, that? The black girl. Oh yeah, dude. She yeah. was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you yeah. find she's fucking like and, that shit crazy. I mean, I had a huge crush on Alicia Silverstone personally. Those lips I, I killed me every time. Yeah. But and who was the chick that was that that that, that they did a makeover on her? Oh yeah, it's Brittany Murphy. She died. How are you? Oh yeah, eight mile, eight mile, <laughs> and jokes and jokes and jokes. Spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. So welcome to LIW, the Clueless Review, episode seventy four. We need to back. Today's episode is Clueless uh, from nineteen ninety five. Right on. Uh, it's three hundred three, the shelter. I'm Phoenix West. Real quick, 
cartoon character drawn on the bottom of a skateboard. Go. Marvin the Martian. Nice. High five. <laughs> Boom. Clueless high five. I, didn't really, I had to take a second and realize we're still talking about Clueless, not the episode. I'm so happy you, you got that <laughs> right, though. My man. My man, Pots and Pants. I've seen the movie a Pants lot. West, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I had to think of what we're talking about, so I, I give myself even an extra kudos pat on the back here for switching over, because I was moving on Twilight Zone at that point. Yeah, but dude, you, you, you pulled it back and you pulled out Marvin freaking Martian on the bottom of that idiot skateboard. I can't believe you pulled that out. Or slash, you know, lunch tray. I, you know what I didn't realize until uh, recently? I don't know how long ago it was, five, six, seven years ago. What, she, what he donates to the charity, charity drive that she does is a bong. I didn't know what a bong yeah. was, really. So I thought, <laughs> she, I thought that was fucking hilarious. Because it's one of those things I realized as a kid, I didn't know what it was because I didn't really see a bong ever. I knew what like, marijuana was and all that stuff, but it, uh, it was a bong. I had no idea what it was. And I watched it as an adult, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> now I get it. And, and okay. like, what did he say? I forget what he said. It was quirky. He's donating and his glassware. Funny. Oh, and, and, scru- and, and, and Black Scrubs was, was in that, too. Donald Faison, yeah. Who? Donald Faison. Black Scrub. Yo, his dad isn't Frankie <laughs> Faison, is it? Donald. No, Frankie Faison is from Banshee. I have no idea. I don't know why you're correcting me when I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you're, 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 you're saying a name. Yeah, I'm saying the name of the actor, Black Scrubs. You said Black Scrubs in that. I'm saying the actor's name. Right, and I'm telling you another actor's name who's older, but looks like if he was in the hospital. Yeah, he could be his dad. Maybe it is. That's what I'm asking. Is his dad named Frankie Faison? Let's find out. Not right now, but you figure it out later and get back to us. We have topic radio. I think you can can tweet to Donald Faison. He'll reply to you. He's pretty cool about that. I don't have anything to say to him. He's, he's He's a cool Twitter follower. Twitter follow. How rich is he by now, and he still hasn't had that mole removed? Probably not very. Uh, (laughs) Graf is loaded somehow from that show. Who? What? Oh, Zach Zach Graf? Graf? Yeah. Yeah. And then what's-his-face from um, Platoon? What the hell's his name? Which one? The doctor guy. Oh, uh, oh, dear God. You know he was in Platoon, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of his name. I know his name. Yeah. Because obviously I know his name. Why can't I think of his name, though? McGinley. John C. McGinley. That's it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, see, I get his name and John the C. other Riley. guy. John C. Riley. Riley. Yeah, I get their name screwed up, so wow. I just I just pull movies from that they're from. <laughs> it's a curse. It's a curse. Can't get rid of them. Hey. They're there. Forever. I remember being like that as a child with my aunt. We talk about old movies, like old movies, like from the '60s, and she'd be like, "Why do you know that person's that actor's name?" I'm like, "I don't know. I heard it once." <laughs> like, I'm a visual <laughs> learner. Like, I have to see something to remember it. And when I I I pay attention to opening credits. So nowadays, when they don't have opening credits in movies, I don't know who fucking new actors are at all. Like, I could see, hear their names a thousand times. I still would not fucking remember at all. I have to see a name and the face. 
and then I'll be like, it's there. I, it might take me a minute I, to think of it, but it's there. Dude, I, I, I live that life every day. When I found out who Michael Fassbender was, I was blown away. I'm like, <laughs> I've known who he is for years. Yeah. Same thing with that other uh, actor who died. Um, Do you think Michael Fassbender died? No, no, he's still alive. Yeah. There's, there's, there's more than one of them now, or well, there was, until he had kissed himself. Um, it was weird. Uh, no, uh, um, he, uh, the, the, the actor who did Capote. Um, oh, uh, John. Oh my God, I can't think of his name. Uh, he was Dusty from Twister. I know who he is. It's it's driving me nuts that I can't think of it right yeah. now. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Like I the, said, it might take the, me a second, but I know who the fuck it is. <laughs> the most authentic fucking scene in any movie I've ever seen was him and Marissa Torme in that Ethan Hawke movie he was in. Don't even ask me the name of that fucking movie. Ethan Hawke movie. I love him in uh, Boogie Nights when he goes... <laughs> he has a great line where he's like, I want to suck your cock. <laughs> Mark <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I, every time I think of him, I think of that line. He's just like standing up. They're awkwardly. He's hanging out in like a half shirt. <laughs> his belly's hanging out over his pants. And they're all dressed yeah. up like it because it's the 70s or, or 80s in that in that scene. They're hanging out in like the hood of a Trans Am. He's like, this is my new car. You like it? I want to suck your cock. <laughs> it's so goddamn funny. <laughs> Every time I see him, I just go, extreme! It's, it's extreme! <laughs> that's all. That's it. And he's branching. Extreme big, over oh, and over and over. Big Lebowski. He's got range. The man was a great actor. Yeah, yeah. He, he's in my top five. Capote sucked, by the way. I haven't seen I that, that movie. movie. I haven't seen it. It's one of those movies that was like, if I, if I didn't see it immediately, I'll probably never see it, but I want to see it, but I, I still won't. I don't know why. His voice is so annoying, man. Well, he sounds just like him, though. Apparently, from what I hear. Yeah. So Truman Capote me would Capote. not have been boys. No. American Dad does an amazing <laughs> Truman Capote reference where they have a character who's like a senator's son, and they go to meet him to hook him up, hook her up, hook him up with Haley. And he's like, if I know anything about Gil, he's probably at the gym. And they cut to Gil at the gym, and he looks just like Truman Capote, and he sounds just like him. And he's walking on the treadmill in a, in like a KFC colonel suit with a cane on the treadmill. And he's just looking. He's like, the boys are out tonight. And he's just looking at all the trainers <laughs> around. It's so goddamn funny. Uh, he was very, very much uh, out of the closet. Oh yeah, he? yeah, yeah, yeah. He did something that's fascinating that. that I want to watch, but I never will. Oh, what the fuck is the name of that? He did a book, and they made a movie out of it. It was like this. He followed a serial killer around for a while and wrote a book about it. I cannot fucking remember the name of it. It's on the tip of my tongue the whole time. But uh, it Oh, like, I, I remember the killer, too. Um, yeah, it looks like it could be interesting, but I, it's one of those things I probably just never check out. I don't know why. Just probably won't. But, uh... So what... It's anyway, on tip of my tongue, too, man. I, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Lynx. How you doing, Frank? I remember that somehow. <laughs> yeah, you remember your own name. That's good. Today's episode is 303 The Shelter. Please. We should probably get into that. We, we're 15 minutes in. We've not discussed this fucking episode. Oh, my God. You want some backstory? In Cold Blood is the name of the book. Anyway. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm st- but I'm, no, I'm trying to remember the killer, though. The name of the killer. The actual name of the killer. Uh, you talk about Twilight Zone. I'll look it up. Okay, so 
um, this whole premise came to pass because Serling uh, did an interview. and uh, It's Richard Dick Hicklock and Perry Smith were the two murderers. Perry Smith, that's it. Yeah, uh, yeah I went, I kept wanting to say Perry Como, <laughs> uh, but I know he wasn't a murderer, <laughs> uh, unless you were listening to his record. Maybe. Yeah. Or wanting to, <clears throat> or drinking yourself stupid because you couldn't. Um. Anyway, uh, so what was I saying? And Twilight, uh, Rod wrote this because it came around because... Oh, uh, they were going to build a bomb shelter, and then... The whole ethics, the 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 one line in here where she goes, "What's the good of it all if we're just going to crawl out of here and walk around the rubble of all of our dead friends and everything?" Which Do you want to live that life? Which is the plot of uh, Time Enough at Last. It's a plot of how many episodes in the show's run? Ron Rod Serling is a master repurposer, isn't he? Yeah. It's been done, Rod. I don't care. Push it out. Not like this with these exact names. <laughs> we'll put a plane in there. <laughs> World War II for no reason. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is. Oh. So they're building a, they wanted to build one? Yeah, they were talking about it, but they came to the a conclusion that, no, they'd rather just evaporate. Yeah. I I, I had a couple thoughts here in the beginning, Uh let me let me do my thing because I have to. If I skip notes, it drives me fucking nuts. Uh, fancy dinner, par- dinner party at the beginning. Uh, they're all saying, you know, thank you for the guy, the doctor. They're one guy's. They're always in TV and movies. There's always one guy at the table doing his loud exposition, like this guy's a doctor. He sure is well off. Always banging his hammer in the middle of the night. His nocturnal banging isn't help- helping us any. Oh, exposition, exposition, exposition. And this has never once happened in real life. If I've ever been to a dinner, par- dinner party, never once seen someone do a fucking impromptu speech. Have you? Have you ever once seen it? No, and I've been to. I mean, I've I've gotten married. Yeah, and if this were to happen, you're in the prime location. The East Coast would be where you think you would see that sort of shit. What's that supposed to mean? They're more welcoming like you get more italians no, out not. there as far as family meetings go like more italians you get more groups of people getting together you get more really you do have a lot more uh how do i no wow do you have a you have such a happy happy idea of what this shithole's like huh? i'm not saying they don't argue after that i'm just saying they happen to get together more People in the Midwest where I'm from oh. do not fucking communicate with each other. They don't even go to the other person's house. But if you're like in a major city on the East Coast, there's a lot. It's a lot more uh, sectional, like by where you're from. Yeah. yeah. So they tend to Both hang out more. Of my Italian family's from South Philly, actually from two blocks away from each other. Yeah, and then did they have dinner together? Like not together, they separate no. sides, but like your one side of the family would get together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, okay, this is what would happen. Um. An Italian get-together is, it starts at a low roar, and by an hour and a half in, and drinks are flowing, people are screaming at the top of their lungs, because it's nothing but a shouting match, and you walk out of there with a migraine. And that's what I mean. I don't mean like, oh, we're all family and love each other. I don't mean that at all. 
I just mean like we hate they get together more than most other people in the rest of the country. People on the fucking West Coast do not even get together. If you go to the fucking bar and that's it, there's no communicate community whatsoever in most of the country. So you, I never once seen someone fucking stand up and be like, "Hey, this is to the one guy." We all and they tell a fucking story. Yeah, clink, clink, clink. never once fucking heard that in my goddamn life. It's it happens so much in movies, so goddamn much. And it feels right too. And it does. It's not. It's like it's a fucking Olive Garden commercial. I don't. I don't understand it. It's so goddamn foreign to me. I cannot fucking figure it out. Because when I think when I think family get together, I think Olive Garden. Together here, we're all family. Whatever the fuck their thing is. You ever been to Olive Garden and felt like you belong there? No. No. It's goddamn disgusting. They lowered their prices, so if like the the lowest scum of the earth goes in there, it's fucking horrible. Every time I ever go into Olive Garden. Yeah, it's it's it, Olive Garden is like Red Lobster. Oh shit, Frank! I just realized Olive Garden is our sponsor in a couple of weeks. Fuck. I mean, Olive Garden's really great. Not yet. Uh, so Olive Garden's amazing. Oh, their soup and breadsticks nonstop is oh my god, it's to die for. And you feel like oh. your family when you're there, dude. Every time I go in, it's a different girl, but they're kissing me every time. Every time, and their wine. Doesn't taste like piss at all. And their pasta is so fresh and not just recycled garbage that someone else didn't eat before you. It is so goddamn good. And I do feel like I can wear my sweatpants in there and not feel, not feel judged. Uh, according family. to everybody else that's in there. Yeah, we're family. family. So I go in there and I just hate up my hot cousins and then I leave. And it's Olive Garden. Yep. Nothing bad to say about them, right? We, Not until that check clears. Yeah, should we? Yeah, should we move on? Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you have a moment, Frank, can you go ahead and pull up IMDb for this episode and look at Michael Burns' picture? His IMDb picture is maybe the greatest IMDb picture I've ever seen in my life. It's him. Got to pull it up right now. It is him. <laughs> it's him standing there, wow. fu- fully nude, <laughs> with a <laughs> I don't know a shirt in front of his junk. And he's just kind of looking at the camera, like, or looking a little to the right of the camera, going, Hey, what's up, guys? Like, not even, not surprised, not like, uh, What are you doing here? He's just kind of like, <clears throat> We're ready to do this? You guys. Did what's Michael going on? Burns change his name to, to, um, uh, Mark Hamill? <laughs> yeah, he does look a lot like him before the accident. I was going to say pre accident, Mark Hamill, right there, baby. Yep, he's definitely pre accident. Yeah. Well, there's no abs, but stomach. Yeah. <laughs> well, back then that was hot. Yeah, exactly. He he uh is literally draping something over just his dick and part of his leg. And that's it. We and, see everything else. Yep. I can see everything else it, and it's it's a it's an IMDb picture. And that's that's the picture they chose for him. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, um I had to show you that. Why Thank you. I'm so happy this is burning my fucking memory now. I, I was looking. Up, I look up all the actors whenever I do these, and I said, "I'm like, what else is this guy in?" Because I was looking. I was trying to figure out which one was the one from Odyssey at the Flight 33, Navigator uh, Hatch, Magellan. Magellan. He, he he's a really fucking good actor. He's he might be one of my top five Twilight Zone actors. What was his name? Uh, his name is. He has a female name. What the hell's the name of it? Uh, Sandy Kenyon. Ma- oh, rest of the country, female name, Jewish male name, for some fucking reason. Can't figure that out. That's him? Yeah. 
Dude, there are so many good actors in this damn show. Then they... Okay. He died in 2010. He lived at 87. I, I oh, like that actor shit. a lot. He fucking is so good in this episode. He really is. The original Fugitive? Yeah. Shit. The TV show. Got a good career there. And for good reason, too. He he handles this episode without being over the... I'll say this about the... Before we even get into the plot. This cast handles this ridiculous plot and the things they have to do in it the best you could ask a, a cast to do. Does that make sense? Like they're well, yeah. I mean, insane. they got twenty-two minutes. Yeah, I mean, it the 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 change, the yeah. just the 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 such a quick how condensed just, it was. Yeah, but it wasn't jarring because I it's a, it's like Monsters Doing Maple Street was jarring, and but yes. I still yes. understood why it had to happen so quickly because they only got twenty-two goddamn minutes to do it. And yes. this yeah. one, same thing, but. I like the message behind it. It's a real world problem. Yep. Uh, the speech at the end by the doctor was great, uh, and even the dude Sandy, how he's all—he's basically a, just a, a raved lunatic until the lights come back on. I love Apparently it. Apparently, that's his trigger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lights go out. This man is out murdering. Lights come back on. Whoops. You okay, hon? You think it was, it was right, the uh, yeah. lights? I thought it was the radio. That's it's supposed to be the radio, but I think you might be right. It might be the lights. Whoa, He's like me after I finished jerking off, and you're like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Yeah, he literally went from crazed look, crazy teeth guy to big smile. <laughs> yeah, and he weighs all of eighty five pounds, soaking wet. So you're like, he couldn't hurt you, but he shook a claw in, <laughs> fuck up your arm. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you such a pinch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're all around the dinner table. Let's get into this plot. I'll speed it up. Uh, they're sitting around the table. One of the fucking douchebag kids comes in. And is like, yeah, turn on the radio. Turn it on. Turn it on. They turn it on to the radio. The and worst it's like, kid actor in the world. Yeah. It, this is almost beat for beat. The exact same fucking thing as Monsters Do in Maple Street. Only I like this episode a lot. I'll say it right now. I really do like this episode a fucking lot. It's one of my favorite ones. Yep. Uh, anyway, um, the fucking kid comes in and he's like, turn on the radio. By the way, there's aliens in my space book, so one of us is alien. Oh, wait. No, that's Monsters on Maple Street. Again, Rod Sterling, master of repurposing. Uh, he comes in, and they turn the radio, and it's like, unidentified object have been spotted over, blah, 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 a state of yellow alert. And I'm like, that's not very intimidating sounding. Yellow? I don't know. Orange? Well, they, well, they went to DEF CON after this. The Conrad system just didn't have that real fear factor to it. Yeah, they needed to update DEF CON 2? Yeah. Holy fuck! What does that mean? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I don't know, but I'm scared already. Yeah. It should be a brown alert. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, so yellow because you pissed yourself. Brown because you shit yourself later. So I guess that's what they're going for, obviously. So red because you're dead. Am I the, yeah, am I the only one? Uh, going back to what we were saying earlier, this is what I was saying I would catch up to. When they say, oh, my God, we got to go. And all the couples start pairing off and leaving because it's like all these fucking swingers hanging out together. And then uh, they all leave, and then it's just a couple, and then uh, Sandy is hanging out, and he's just like, oh, God. And I went, I wouldn't react at all. I am an, an emotionless shell of a man. I know that. But I would just be like, huh. Mm-hmm. And I would keep it. I, I, I would be like, oh, that sucks, but what am I going to do Did about you it? see how much cake was left? Oh, my God, so much cake. Dude, the kids had the right idea. 
I'm one of those people that doesn't freak out when they think about like nuclear war. Like I know that was a big thing back then because it was you know a little more ominous. <laughs> and well, they possible. were kind of. It's a lot different now because uh, the nukes that are pointed at us are halfway around the world compared to you know off the coast of Florida. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bit different then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Bay of Pigs whole thing is not going on so much anymore. It's more. Uh, even if it were right there, I'd be like. What am I going to do about it? What am I going to stop? What am I going to fight it? Like, if it fucking happens, it happens. You're, that guy's shelter that he built wouldn't have stopped it. It was such a if weak they, fucking shelter. If they can get in with a street post. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, nothing you can do about it. Why even fucking think about it? I'd be like, if it happens, if I, like right now, we could get attacked. And, yeah. yeah what, what, I mean, yeah. Are we going to punch out of Superman? Yeah. I just know that I'm close enough to Philly where I don't have to drive towards Philly. <laughs> I'm coming to be vaporized anyway. Yeah. We're next to New York. They'll sure shit be attacked. And uh, they're going to get it. And we know that. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to get it, it together. His, his goddamn wife. <laughs> we are the oldest parents in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, except for the people with a robot child. But the, the reason for that is she's not their child. <laughs> the fucking and one she's episode. a robot. She's a rubit. Yeah, th- yeah. Th- this is a this is an eight year old boy, uh, and apparently living with his grandparents. I bet you they tell him that too. Well, where are your grandparents? Your real parents killed in a car crash, when really they're his real parents. And then you update that to modern times, and like, well, your father's in prison, and your mother's a junkie whore and died of AIDS. That's the updated version of that. Yeah, it's just it's just to stop you from asking so many damn questions. Because once you find that out, you don't want to know anymore. Exactly. I don't want to know how she got it. I'm going to say drugs. And keep it at that. I feel like back then it was like your father's a grifter, or your father rode the rails, like something something that sounds cooler than it really was. Instead of your dad's a fucking con artist, <laughs> your dad your dad was a Rolling Stone. Yeah, he he was a Rolling <laughs> Rolling Stone was the, the greatest way to describe someone that's fucking stupid and terrible. It's like until, oh wow, until, until Mick Jagger came along, then it was cool. You swing your sexy hips. So they're preparing for the bomb shelter. Our main couple here has a bomb shelter. They start to get ready. He's freaking, she's freaking the fuck out. Grace is the main character's wife, the doctor's wife. She starts to fill these jugs of like glass bottles of water. I don't know whether they're using glass bottles. Plastic wasn't really available back then. But uh, no. And he literally goes, you know, be very careful with this water. Pretend it's a. Hundred dollars an ounce perfume, and I'm like, that's such an expensive perfume back then. That is- <laughs> that's like inflation would be like ten thousand yeah. dollars an ounce. Like, god, god damn. Well, I was like thinking back now because it's like you can buy a, those jugs of like juicy couture's for like that's ninety five dollars, but that's like five ounces. And I was like, cool water. So imagine one ounce, and then fifty years ago, holy shit, that is so many goddamn calls to St. Louis. I can't even imagine how many. <laughs> I don't want to do the math. For once, I didn't do the math, Frank. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> Obviously, it's 75 calls. <laughs> uh, 75 calls to Pauline. <laughs> but it, they, they make fun of the, he makes fun of his wife for a while. Again, the perfume thing. And then and she goes, I feel like I'm talking like an idiot. And I'm like, yeah, that basically describes women back then. And then uh, he, he's like. Keep filling that jug up. And I looked. That bitch was topped off. Yep. Topped the fuck off. 
Well, to be fair, the water cut out 45 seconds later. She just didn't realize, apparently. He, they're not very smart because he goes, we have food for two weeks. Longer if used wisely. And I'm like, so your plan is to just recklessly use the food? And then the backup plan is maybe two weeks if we're not complete fucking idiots? Apparently, they didn't understand radiation back then. <laughs> or rationing. <laughs> It took a little longer than two weeks, guys, especially when you're the epicenter of one of the, uh, you know, explosions. Yes. You know? If you, I personally would rather have died in the blast than suffer through, let's say they survived this somehow to this fucking chintzy little door that can be knocked down with a lamppost. Let's say they survive it. Their next plan is to run out of food, eat the child, eat the wife. This is what this guy's plan is. Uh, and then die of starvation. The or end. radiation poisoning. Yeah, I'm saying he's staying in the room. Maybe he has some sort of ventilation. I don't know. I'm just saying best case scenario here. That's his plan. Because what else, what, what else is it? Eat your dead friends first. They're across the street in the radiation. You're not going to go outside. No, they don't exist anymore. They're vapor. Exactly. There's no... See, that was the fault of her logic. She wouldn't be tripping over her old dead friends. Maybe she might walk by, like, a wall that might still be standing and, like, maybe a black imprint of them going like that, you know? Yeah, like Pompeii. <laughs> I was more thinking of, like, Nagasaki, but okay, sure, yeah. Pompeii should... Yeah. No, literally, like, did you ever see that picture? You never saw that picture from Nagasaki? Probably. After the bomb? Yeah, literally, it was a, a woman, and you could tell she was shielding her kid or whatever, and that image was burnt onto the wall, a, a little piece of the wall oh, that was yeah. still standing of a building that wasn't there anymore. Sad. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's fucked up for sure. Uh, we, that... kept, we kept telling them to stop. <laughs> uh, speaking of stopping, uh Suicidal Grace does her fucking nihilist speech about, like, what you were mentioning. Like, let's just fucking die. Let's just get it over. Even if we survive, what's the point? What's the point? Oh, God. Oh, God. And I was like, God, she you're such a bummer. She phrased it so weird, didn't she? Her what? She phrased it so weird. How did Rod phrase that do for you, her? Do you have the clip? Sure do. Oh, God, yes. Thank you. <laughs> She's such a fucking bummer. She... Miles away, and New York's gonna get it. We know that, so we'll get it too. All of it poison, radiation, the whole mess. We'll get it. We'll be in a shelter, Grace, and with any luck at all, we'll survive. We've got food and water enough to last us for two weeks, maybe even longer if we use it wisely. Then what? <laughs> then what? I eat you we, and the child. Go first. It's exactly where my brain went. The rubble and the ruin and the bodies of our friends. Bill, why is it so necessary to survive? What's the good of it? What's the good of it? That's it. Yeah. Shut up, bitch. Yeah. What's the good of it? That was the line that, that jarred me a bit. I'm like, what's the good of it? I've never heard someone say that before. I... I, I agree with what you're saying. I also agree with what she's saying. I agree with what the doctor's saying. I see how all sides of it. It's how I, I touched on in my Twilight Zone or um, Walking Dead review. It's like, you're pregnant in a world like this? Why? How irresponsible. But I'm also like, well, 
yes, you should get pregnant because otherwise, why are you even staying alive yourself? If you're not going to further the species, which is like a natural instinct, then fucking kill yourself right now then. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, because so, there sure is a whole lot of fucking going on in The Walking Dead for someone not to get pregnant. That'd be weird. Yeah. But I mean, like, I see both sides of it where I'm like, fuck it. I'm very nihilistic about it. When I'm like, fuck it. It doesn't matter. Just fucking kill yourself. You're going to die anyway. But I'm also like, it's so goddamn natural for us to survive and, and you know, keep the species going. But I'm also like, at this point, we lost. <laughs> like I, Both sides of it. It's really a... I can't decide which one I really agree with. I mean, okay, like, uh, life will find a way. Jeff Goldblum won't be my problem. That's how we open this episode. Figure it out. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. It can't be. But yeah, the, uh, fuck, fucking the zombie apocalypse. Fuck, stay alive, bitch. Stay alive, Grace, you goddamn weak piece of shit. <laughs> All he has to say, pull it together for him. Okay. And then she's like, yeah, she's on the level again. <laughs> Our douchebag son in his douchebag sweater, his fucking sweater vest, and then his, ugh, he's lumpy as shit. What the hell's going on with that kid? It was like, uh, who was Ron Howard's, what was Ron Howard's name in Happy Days? Uh, Art, Art, Richie Cunningham. Yeah, oh, that was the sweater he was wearing. Yeah, it's not far off. He, it looked like he had like porno mags t- tucked into his waistband because it was like these little bu- weird bulges coming out of the bottom of his sweater. These little like angles. I don't know. It's so weird. If you go back and look at it, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's like, where little, did you hide your porn? Uh, where did I hide my porn? Let's get into a real story here. Did you ever get caught with porn from your parents? Yes. So did I. Selling it in middle Selling school. it? Good God. Well, my best friend's parents, they had a, they had a, uh, they, they, they owned a, an apartment house. It was a house that they turned into like five apartments. Well, one of the tenants was evicted and that means all of his stuff was left behind along with the two trash bags of porn. He I behind. feel like you're referring to like the porn projects. It might as well have been. So when my buddy, uh, stumbled across this, you know, gold mine. We are uh, white gold mine. Oh yeah, 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 yep. Anyway, yeah. Uh, we 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 actually we didn't sell them. We rented them. Got that? Wow, evil blockbuster method there. I like it. We were we were young entrepreneurs. We got caught really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I was grounded for two weeks because of that. And he blames me for diamond him out. I don't know how they... His mom called my mom. This has been an ongoing argument between me and him for 20-some fucking years now, and he will not give in. I didn't dime him out. Why would I want to... Doesn't make any sense. Uh, this is like the junior college <laughs> version of like a... Two drug dealers oh. with the feds. <laughs> it's like the fucking JV team. I don't know. It's so weird. Uh, so you got caught. You got grounded. Uh, I found a my brother and my me shared a room. Uh, I was probably I don't know seven somewhere around there, and uh, you know found the magazines. He's five years older than me. Found the magazines in one of his drawers in his desk. 
and I pulled it out, and I remember like holding. We're, he's sleeping next to me, you know, in a different bed, and I had the blanket pulled over me, and I was like staring at it, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I remember, I remember the girl in my like. If I close my eyes, I can still picture her, and I was like, "Oh, what the fuck is going on here?" And like, and I put the magazine. Why down. is there so much hair down there? Yeah, and it was like a school day, <laughs> and uh, and the whole night, a couple every couple hours, I'd be like, "Oh," and I look up, and I had like a flashlight. It's before cell phones. I these actual, and I was checking out. I was like, "What the fuck?" And like, I knew what it was, but I was like, couldn't stop thinking about it, <laughs> like a fucking drug addict. And I left it down there. And then a couple days later, my mom caught it and found it. And she, she's like, and I, was, and I literally said, and I was just reading it. I said that thing. I don't know how I picked up on that. And then uh, my, <laughs> I read the article. Yeah, my dad put it in his drawer in his his. Uh, I'm confiscating this. Yeah, his, his uh, dresser, and I and I just went in there and found it. <laughs> so I, I didn't take it away I just made it more inconvenient but not so much yeah I I I, I snooped a few times enough to learn not to <laughs> you found the I dildos, found things huh? that would scar that would scar better men that means, <laughs> you, that means you found dildos no no okay worse much worse dead bodies Okay, not that bad. <laughs> okay, it, sorry, it, my, my gauge, my, my, my gauges are off. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, way to go from one extreme to the other. Good God, son. Alive bodies. <laughs> no. Okay, sorry. I, well, Polaroids of of one. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 I got you. Yeah. I found the dildo, and learn never again to snoop. And hopefully they okay. don't listen to this. But I can't imagine they listen to a, a episode 74 of a goddamn Twilight Zone review. I just remember we're doing a Twilight Zone review right now. <laughs> <laughs> Holy I know. Shit. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, can we move on? Yeah, we probably should. This out of my head. This episode so has... years of therapy. I'm trying Thanks to move on. I'm trying. fucking all that up. You won't let me. <laughs> so this is the greatest freakout Twilight Zone episode I can think of. Because they start, really? all the neighbors show up. There's three other couples. They show up with other fucking kids. They start freaking the fuck out. Again, I think this is abuse to act this way in front of your children. This is the worst thing you can do to a child other than like putting cigarettes down on his eyes and shit like that. Like actual torture. Like this is fucked up. This kid's never going to forget that fear in your eyes and how you handle that. They're going to be fucked up forever. It really is a shitty way to act in front of your child. But they start like, we're going to get in there. We're going to get into his basement. Uh, ask Bill again. We're going to get in there. And it was like, just die. Just die with a little humility. Die with some grace. <laughs> you there know what I mean? There was one guy. There was one guy, Jerry. And he was like, well, Marty too. But then he got slugged. So Marty was just, yeah. you know, whatever you guys say. Marty the Cowardly it. Lion. Uh-huh. Marty the Cowardly Lion. <laughs> you got to let us in there. Come on. You're acting like a mob. Mob has no heart. Yeah. Got no courage. No courage. You... Oh, shit. Yes. Courage. The lion. Yeah. Shit. I haven't seen that's that a... movie in a while. That's all right. Fuck. I knew we were if the Tin Man was there, that would have worked. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to say that's the second time you let me go on with that because I referenced that earlier and you didn't say a goddamn thing. I didn't catch it. I think I was too busy thinking of another line from, his, from the movie. So I let you, sometimes I just let you go, and then I, while I'm trying to collect, it's, it's, how, it's how you do improv. You try to listen, but you also try to, you know, add to it. Try to listen if I can. 
it's really bad improv if you do it that way. <laughs> Dude, I, I, that's why I like listening back to these so much because there's so much shit that I catch that I, I don't hear initially. And I'm like, oh, uh-oh, I'm playing something. No. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Sorry, Sorry guys. So. Bill. Crying. Bill. Please let us in. William. Marty, please. Come back and get us, please. She's on a step. He's five feet away. She's screaming, come Marty. back and get us. Marty, I would if I could. Do you understand? I swear to you, I would. Bill, please. Pause. If you can scream and have a conversation yep. through your bomb shelter door... It's not a real bomb shelter, and That's you guys what, are really just wasting your time. That's what I was just going to say. I was, I was waiting for you to end it. But you're correct. Correct. This isn't even a hand grenade shelter. That would take it the fuck down. What the fuck did they build? Yo, and the dock is not a good mason. We used way too much mortar, by the way. <laughs> good God, man. You had a... Couldn't you just... Like, and make that shit flat. But no, it's just, all right, it looks good. It gives it character. <laughs> I'll, throw, I'll throw a flimsy little fucking door in here. It was like sheet With metal. The biggest hinges I've ever seen yeah. on a door. <laughs> I, like, I noticed that too. Yeah, yeah, that was the first thing I saw. biggest rivets into, into eighth-inch thick <laughs> aluminum. <laughs> yeah, it was basically... when. Like interior doors in, in the side of your house, it's basically just two two sheets of plywood essentially press board. Like it's just, and then the rest is hollow and they have little pieces in there that connect in you know different so it doesn't collapse on itself. That's what yeah. his fucking door is with, with metal. That is not going to stop fucking anything. It is so it's hollow. His door was hollow. It caved in when they brought a goddamn what you say it was a lamp post. I didn't really catch what they hit it with. Whoever the oh, fuck it was. People manning the damn thing and it knocked over the kitchen table. Yeah. That was a bit sad. Yeah, the, the whole the neighbors are freaking the fuck out. They're trying to break in there. Eventually they start to break in. And I was at my thought during this scene was this is too much work to survive. <laughs> like I don't And you're not surviving. You're just making sure that the people that might have yeah, a chance now we all die. have a zero chance like you. If yeah. I can't live, no one will. Yeah, that's what the, the whole theme of the episode is. They're so desperate to survive, they're going to ruin their anyone's chances to survive. Like, we all die, that's it. Either and, none of us I, die or we all die. Yeah. And I love how Rod actually writes that dialogue in. Yes. You didn't need that, Rod, but it worked somehow. It did. It made it work. His long-ass speech after that, uh, it worked. We should. We shouldn't be this. Mob mob doesn't have a brain. All right, I'm in the battering ram. Like, literally, it was that quick of a transition for old Jerry. Jerry was like, we shouldn't be a mob. I'll join. Boom. Yeah. (laughs) They break in the door. The second they do, Frank, uh, who's Sandy Kenyon, or or the guy we were talking about earlier, the light turns on, and he's like, oh, oh, again, me coming out of my masturbation funk going, oh, what the fuck am I watching? Oh, God, why is there a gorilla and a fucking anteater? Holy uh, shit, I've been edging for seven hours. Oh, Jesus. And then <laughs> uh, he's just like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. Because they hear the radio, and it's like, uh, again, we are, again, here we are back to, you know, uh, 
describing the Twilight Zone plot to you, and uh, we decided that it's not uh, actually you know, UFOs or enemy planes or missiles. It's it's so it's not missiles. It's satellites. And I'm like, how the fuck do you conf- confuse those two? How? Us. Uh, the only thing I could think of is uh, you know the whole satellites re-entering Earth because every time a satellite makes an orbit, it decays. You know. Yes, but the, then the whole episode you hear fighter jets in the background. Yeah. What were they going to do? Patrolling? I, uh, I don't a better know. view? Maybe they're um, fleeing. Maybe those are soldiers getting in their thing. Fuck this. Air Force guys being like, nope. Yeah, blame like, them. I'm out of here, Mach yeah. 4. <laughs> <laughs> you got a shelter. I got Mach 4. Bitch. I love the irony if they were flying away and then they, the bomb hit them. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're the epicenter. <laughs> <laughs> Nuke in midair. Yeah, uh, I would love that. Anyway, that would amuse the Actually, shit. Actually, that, that is where they explode. By the way, yeah. nukes are set to detonate about a hundred feet above. Yeah, I w- yeah, but if it happened on the guy's plane as he's trying to flee, a uh, selfish reason. Love it. Yeah, it's just the irony. That's a Twilight Zone right there. I don't know how you do that, but Riot will find a way. Dude, where's where where's Orange Peel at? Let us let them know. <laughs> Write that shit up. <laughs> yeah. So there's no missile. They're all safe. They're all. They're like, oh, we're fine. We're fine. And they'll start hugging everybody out in the hallway, all the couples and their children. And I'm like, they start hugging. And then I was like, this feels like a middle-aged prom. Did it not look like that to you? They're hugging. They look like they're slow dancing. <laughs> <laughs> like awkwardly standing there like, hey, we're alive. Oh, well, it was awkward. They're yeah. like, oh, boy. Um... I really wish the bombs were coming right about Ugh. now. Doc is not going to be happy about this. <laughs> Whoopsies. Ugh, shit. <laughs> we'll pay for the damage. We'll have a block party. We'll pay for the damages. It's all going to be cool, bro. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Fine? And I don't know if anything will be fine again. I don't know what normal is. <laughs> well, he kept... Why was he so drunk? Uh, did, I, uh, did, did you catch on to that? It's like he did the whole speech drunk as fuck, dude. Yeah, if you look at him, he looks like he's drunk too. I think that's what was in that shelter. That's what They could have had years worth of food, but he's like, I want to have so days worth of vodka instead. So <laughs> a week if I'm wise. <laughs> I don't know. That, the only explanation. Oh. <laughs> and... Yeah, he comes on. He kept he kept saying this one. I didn't write it down though. For once, I didn't write it down. I don't know if you have his speech at the end, his drunk speech. Of course I do. It's what, great. It's what a is great that? speech. He keeps saying one phrase over and over. I wonder. That's what it was. I wonder. I wonder. How much vodka can a man butt chug? I wonder. We. <laughs> I found out already that. If, if a tree falls, but no one's here, it's it. hear it. Did I still Did fuck it. your wives? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jesus, doctor. I was like right there. <laughs> Did I cut you off? <laughs> no, it was perfect. Uh, oh, I was about to say almost the exact same goddamn thing. <laughs> but I was going to put in rape your dog. Great minds, <laughs> fuck neighbors, wives alike. Yep, yep, yep. While you're looking that up, uh, this is one of four episodes of no sci-fi or fantasy elements, uh, which means we're three-fourths of the way through. Well, nowadays it is because bomb shelters are kind of sci-fi nowadays. It's, we know they're fucking 
bullshit. They're bullshit. Unless but it's you're not... NORAD. Yeah, but so there's four episodes that really have no sci-fi in it or fantasy. It's uh, we did the silence first, uh, and then we did two. Now we're doing this one, and uh, then the Jeopardy room is coming up. You know what? The Jeopardy room. I cannot remember what the hell that's about. I know it's a guy locks a guy in another room, says there's a bomb somewhere. Very similar to Obsolete Man. Uh, oh, and he talks. Uh, uh, yep, yeah. I remember that now. We'll get there when we get there, but those are the four, so we're three quarters of the way through. Again, I like those. Those are usually my favorites. That's where we differ a little bit. No, I, like, I like them too. Yeah, but you, you didn't like two as much as I did. I like it. I, I like the possibility of sci-fi but when it's way too heavy on the sci-fi or the fantasy i get a little but i i like i like the stories that are kind of twilight zone ish but not in the like monsters doing maple street would have worked even better for me if there were no aliens at the end yeah if they if, if if they were just basing everything off of his his assumption and that was it him being right was jarring as fuck to be honest yeah, I oh, think it was right. unnecessary. Yeah, here we go. He's like, I don't think Bill is going to hold off all this against that. We'll, we'll pay for the damages, Bill. We'll take up a collection right away. We'll have, a we, we can have a block party tomorrow night or, or something. Oh, uh, a big a celebration. Huh? I think we read one now. Come hey, on, hey that's a great idea, block party. Anything to get back to normal, huh? Go talk um, to the wizard. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder. I don't know what normal is. I thought I did once. I don't anymore. It's kind of like my hair. I don't anymore. I told you we'd pay for the damages, Bill. Damages? Damages. <laughs> I wonder. Three I of wonder my next line if any was, one of us has any idea what those damages really are. That I wonder about the wonderness that I wonder. <laughs> Maybe one of them is finding out what we're really like when we're normal. The kind of people we are, just underneath the skin. I mean, all of us. Drunk. A lot of naked, wild animals. They put talking. such a price on staying alive that they'll claw their neighbors to death just for the privilege. And so on. Jesus. We spared a bomb tonight. And I wonder. I wonder if we weren't destroyed even without it. I dropped a bomb in your wife's chest. Brilliant line, by the way. The I end. wonder uh, if it's brilliant. I love that line. Yeah, yeah. We were spared a bomb tonight. I wonder, were we destroyed without it? Great line, great line. You Deep I, shit. You know what I just realized in the last episode? I forgot to mention. The actor, How sexy my eyes are up front? Yeah, the actor that walks into the propellers, you know, our main character? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's how he died in real life. He walked in the propeller blade. Forgot to mention that. <sighs> Why he? Oh, somebody who can't separate his his work from 
his uh his real life. Yeah, Mr. Sheckley. I think it was her, him that died that way. Are you talking shit, or oh, did he really the, get the sucked director? Into a jet the director of the episode. So the main character walks into the propeller. The director of the episode died that way. I he didn't die that way, although he was in a plane crash, and they were floating in the uh, Pacific. They were. They were. Uh, uh, the one guy said the other guy, you know, uh, um, the arrivals airing tonight, and they didn't air it that night because of the plane crash. What plane crash? Uh, but he. Yeah, he was up in a plane crash. They were uh, in the Pacific, and they were rescued. That's someone else. Uh, two days later. Oh, that was not the story I'm talking about. In 1981, years later, oh. the director walked into a helicopter's moving blades. Oh, you're talking about the Spielberg thing? No, that's the movie. This is the director of the, the Arrival episode. So he directed an episode of The Twilight Zone in which the guy walks in the propeller blade. <laughs> and then... Right. And then... Very ironically, he died by walking... The director of that episode walked into a helicopter blade. On purpose? No, accidentally. I don't know how the fuck okay. you accidentally do that. But... Yeah, I mean... That's you, how he died. It's a very specific machine. Not very accessible most of the time. I've never come close, personally. And... and and I've found new ways to fuck myself up. I didn't even know it was possible. <laughs> and I've never even come close to being decapitated by a helicopter. Yeah. It's the only time I've ever looked at IMDb and seen, born this day here in the USSR, <clears throat> died May 22nd, 1981, in Portland, Oregon, killed by a helicopter blade, in parentheses. <laughs> like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's fucking brutal. But, yeah, that's... Uh, I've, I've, I pissed myself off if I didn't bring that up because I meant to bring it up in the last episode. Anyway, That's uh, crazy. this episode, the shelter, uh, the Simpsons episode of this episode is much funnier. I didn't find this too funny. This episode, you ever see that Simpsons one? <clears throat> uh, no, but uh, speaking of the Simpsons, I did just watch uh, the entire The Wall. With the Simpsons, the Simpsons, the Wall. What? Never watched it. The what? The Simpsons, the Wall. You never seen it? No, I know what you're talking about. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Oh yeah. Just, just YouTube Simpsons, the Wall, and did they redo Pink Floyd, the Wall? Yeah. Oh wow. Pink Floyd's the Wall from beginning to end, and uh, the Simpsons they take scenes. But there's certain scenes where it's impossible that they existed without being specifically for this purpose. But okay. may, I don't know. There are so many damn episodes, maybe. <laughs> I'll check it out. Sounds interesting. Yes. Yeah, yeah it was really, it's pretty good, man. I mean, of course, Pink is Homer, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, it would have to be. Uh do you remember the Simpsons episode though that that parodies this this episode? I do not. No. Uh, Flanders builds a builds a bomb shelter. The the bomb's ready to go off. Homer goes in there. Flanders lets him in, and then the whole fucking town shows up, and then it's just so <laughs> overcrowded that Flanders is forced out. 
<laughs> and then it, they all feel sorry for him. They go out there, decide to die together. And then the asteroid hits, and it's like this fucking like this big. <laughs> it's like boop, boop, and it rolls over to him. It was back when The Simpsons was pretty funny. Uh, early early seasons. It was see, what, uh, season sixteen, maybe. No, it was way before that. Oh, it was less than ten. Uh, okay. Yeah, was, <laughs> they used to do. Matt Groening likes likes a lot of Twilight Zone references. Like there, if you watch Futurama, there's plenty of them, uh, and then uh, Simpsons has it as well. Good stuff. I mean, I re- I remember the time enough the last Simpsons one, remember that one, and almost every uh, Futurama uh, does that. I don't remember a Simpsons one. Uh, yeah, I think it was a um, the Simpsons did like. I think before they started like really doing like the really dedicated Halloween ones, you know, they would do like a Twilight Zone. Uh, oh, theme okay, okay. For Halloween, probably one of those. Yeah, Futurama did it, and they have a, a series within the show in Futurama called the Scary Door, <laughs> and they had one where he's like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "I can find." Oh, that's not so bad. I can. I have so much time to read my books, and his eyes, his glasses fall off, and he's like, I could still read the larger print, and his eyes fall out, and he's like, luckily I know Braille, and his hands fall off, and he's like, <laughs> just keeps <laughs> keeps falling apart. <laughs> That's great. Well, I mean, what is there after Braille? <laughs> his tongue falls out after that, so he can't even talk. He can't even complain anymore. <laughs> so they actually get you with another joke. You just don't really catch it most of the time. Uh. <laughs> I'm actually gonna search that shit out. <laughs> that show is—it's one of my favorite shows. Uh. <laughs> That's great. That's good stuff. I, yeah, I like Futurama a lot, man. Yeah, but it, it's so hard <coughs> to catch up with that stuff. I mean, because it's—it's it, like okay, uh, now, and when someone says that this is an anthology, I'm not saying the Twilight Zone is or isn't, but. When they say anthology, is that a TV series that you have to watch from beginning to end? No. Or is that just where you... Huh? It's the opposite of that. So Twilight Zone's an anthology? Yes. Okay. Thank you. See, American Horror Story is an anthology season. Yeah, every season is different. And then you don't need to watch from season one to season two. Uh, Yeah, this is episodic, or not episodic, I should say. Uh, it doesn't matter. The plot doesn't carry over. Create your own little story. There's, there's good sides and bad sides. We'll get into the whole merits of that some other time. Uh, so then, so then, what Black Mirror really pulled off is actually quite unique because it doesn't happen too often. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Have you seen any of it yet? Nope. Oh my goodness. I, I meant to get around to it. I was talking to a friend today about it, but I'll check it out. They literally did shadow play. Backwards, don't ruin 180 it. Don't degrees ruin it. backwards. No, still Man to a woman. Still, still gonna do it. Okay. I mean, still gonna keep talking what? about it. Huh? <laughs> don't ruin anything. I said I'm gonna watch it. It's it's, it's good. Watch okay, it. I will. Um, they all leave his house after they break down his fucking door, and they're all just like, "Well, check you later." And I'd be like, "Where the fuck are you guys going? Clean up my fucking house. Yeah, you whoa, ruin whoa, my whoa, fucking whoa. house." So- Somebody fix my kitchen, my my dining room table. Yeah, my china's broken. That was our fucking anniversary present from our her, her dead mom, from our super depressing wife, her dead mom, who was even more depressing. Imagine that. So they fucking just flip the fucking table over and they break the goddamn door down. And they ruin their fucking house and then it's like, 
Ooh, this is awkward. Black the party. Color. We'll, we'll, we'll check in with you in a couple days. You guys are cool here, right? <laughs> Gonna I'm head sure out. You need some time to process this. Calm down a bit. Yeah, I gotta go fucking shit out of coal because I'm in so much fucking stress. I just like <laughs> bowels are just like a snake. Uh, good God. I can't oh, imagine what they're going to go do. The conversation at home must have been very awkward for them. So you think he'll ever forgive us? Oh, I'm not going to go see him the next time I get sick. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> not my doctor no more. The kids will never sleep again. Their lives are done. Oh, no. Therapy is and not going to save them. I don't want to move away from this real quick, but there's two people I do not piss off. And if I do, I don't ever see them again. That's doctor and guy who makes your food. Yep. I, I see so many times people yell at people at the fast food restaurant to reorder, their, to remake their food. I'm like, why are you, you handle that with ease. And yeah. You go, you not a big deal. Like- don't come on my burger when you remake it. I, I didn't want this one. Can you please not fuck this burger when you when you bring it back there? Don't spit in it. I don't want any bodily fluids in it. Go ahead and take your time. Your tip will not change. And then after you eat it, I still don't do it because I will probably come back to that restaurant. Yeah. Like, dude, it's, it was the biggest problem I had with Missy because she, like, if I had a problem with my dinner, I would tell her. I'm like, there's a fucking hair on my plate. It, it it doesn't have to be touching any food. It's on my plate. I yeah. I'm I'm not hungry. I'm not eating it. Never coming back here. Fuck this place. And she was like, "Well, send it back. We we'll get another one." I'm like, "No." Yep. No. That's how women no. are. It's the one time women get more aggressive than men, because men know what other men will do to their food. Because women yep. don't shit on your food. <laughs> women don't spit on your food. Four percent of the time, I'd say. Of every burger that's been spit on has been a woman. So we know what we're capable of. We know how fucking shitty other like especially if you're younger, you know if there's a bunch of fucking teenage boys in the back, that burger's not coming back clean. You don't even have to do anything wrong and you're gonna get shit on. That's why McDonald's has that open policy where you can look you can see the fucking guy making your burger right there. Usually look Yeah, but I didn't see him put it in that disgusting yellow tray that he just tongued it out (laughs) of. Sloth tray. Oh god. Like I know. Juice. Like, can you imagine the juice that just sloshes? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I worked at McDonald's uh, for about a year in high school, a year, year, year and a half, somewhere in there. And they did splash in the fucking face because they're right about eye, like chin level. And you'd be like, uh, I deserve it. I work at McDonald's. <laughs> like, uh, oh, yeah. A buddy of mine worked at a pickle plant making pickles. I'll never Sounds eat like one of those uh, as long as I live. Sally sells seashores by the seashore. Sounds like that. <laughs> Polly picked pickles down at the pickle packer. And then, uh, <laughs> like, who? Why? What exactly is a pickle packer? I right? packed her. He, he, oh, he you packed just the pickles. Right. Damn it. What? Yeah. I said it right. <laughs> I don't know All if that I was know job, is but... they would piss into the barrels because they knew that it was filled with vinegar, so it would just kill all your pee. So Polly pissed in pickle pickers in, at, at Pittsburgh. Is what you're saying? Uh, Turnersville. It's close to Pittsburgh. It, it fits the rhyme better if it's Pittsburgh, so he worked at Pittsburgh. Yeah, but it doesn't fit the story. Frank at Artistic all. Liberties. He worked at Pittsburgh. Okay. Doesn't matter where. I'll never <laughs> eat another pickle. That's right. Pickles are fucking disgusting by themselves. Cucumbers suck anyway. I don't want one pickled. I like cucumbers. 
not by themselves, but pickles, when people just eat pickles by themselves, it's, they, ugh, ugh. I think it's good on a burger or something else, but by oh, itself, yeah. I get so grossed out. It has such a gross, disgusting texture in my teeth. When I order oh, a burger, oh. I say, no pickles. Yeah. Please. Well, let's get the fuck out of here, Frank. What are we even talking about anymore? Uh, let's play our ad from our fine sponsor, who I almost forgot about. And oh, it's well. not... Uh, uh, who the fuck was that sponsor we were supposed to... I forgot who our sponsor was in a couple weeks. Olive Garden? Olive Garden. Or no, it's, no. Not, it's not them. It's going to be someone no. else. Let's find out right now. Rod Serling, creator of The Twilight Zone... We'll tell you about next week's story after this word from our alternate sponsor. So you find yourself trapped in your bunker with your wife and three other couples. You don't know how long you're going to be there. KY Jelly. <laughs> oh, welcome back to the show. <laughs> It was the pause that made it. Was it not the pause? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where's he going with this? I was thinking condoms. I'm thinking. Uh, I, because, because when I think lubrication, I think KY right away. Well, it's, I think it was better that I left it very vague at the beginning. <laughs> but KY, thank you for the sponsorship. Uh, Frank, you'll be getting your check there soon. Uh, those of you at the clear. A check clear? Not yet. So KY, great product until the check clears. Great product. Whenever my feet crack, uh, never mind. When I think of cracks, I want to th- throw some KY and just go to town, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, want to do the right outro, then we'll do our plugs, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> KY, when she ain't feeling you, but you're feeling her. <laughs> there you go. When, when she's a desert, because she ain't into it. <laughs> Uh, do you want to play that right outro? <clears throat> oh, God damn it. I can't barely freak. Oh, my. Uh, that was funny, dude. Oh, God damn. Love our sponsors. Holy shit. We have great sponsors. Like, I mean, we're Top all over the place. Like Southwest Airlines and then the next episode, KY Jelly. Uh, crazy. The, the range we have for sponsorship <laughs> is amazing. And tell them LIW Studios sent you. Yes. <laughs> Until the check clears. And if they're not prepared for you to show up there, they know how to get prepared. Because they're the ones that sell uh, lube. They'll find a way. Oh, yeah. They'll find a way. You'll get it. They're, they're, they're KY ready and KY prepared. I don't think. YSY. Try KY. I feel like you're not going to play this outro. Yeah, I got it right now. Yeah, for some reason, I unplugged it from my. Yeah, I was curious what the fork. fuck you're doing. Yeah, I don't know. Getting all this gear and electronics ready. No moral, no message, no prophetic tract. Just a simple statement of fact. For civilization to survive, the human race has to remain civilized. Tonight's very small exercise in logic from the Twilight Zone. Yeah. But there's more. Uh, Frank, there's more. Well, I didn't. Well, I, I had it for last uh, last show, but I guess it doesn't really make much. Well, at, it, point being is, I got the next week's airing. Uh, you know, the next week's uh, uh, episode that Rod's going to tell you about. 
Can't wait. Yep. Yeah. Anytime. As soon as I... And now, Mr. Serling. Next week, we move back in time to April 1865. Oh, shit. The aftermath of the Civil War. And a strange, dusty road that leads to a most unbelievable adventure. Back there. On our show next week, The Passers-By. Ugh. This one is for Civil War buffs, the mystics among We gotta do The Passer-By next week. Shit. All right. Frank, we gotta sell this. We gotta sell this, Frank. Uh, But go buy some KY jelly and check out next week's episode (laughs) of The Passerby, 1865. Uh, We're gonna. It's gonna be a hoot. Oh, it's gonna be a wet, luby hoot. Oh, can't wait. We're gonna lube up and get in the Lincoln there. Uh, Our Lincoln Continental. I hope iPhone's sponsoring us next week. Because he just threw it and broke it? Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll see. I'll ask. I'll ask the corporation. Um. Anyway, let's do our outros here. You can grieve over your dead phone. No, three days ago, I finally put insurance on it. Nice. Hey, nice. Yeah. Nice. New iPhone, baby. Right yeah. on. Love uh, insurance. All right. Where where can we find you, Frank? Um. Right. Wherever DVDs and uh, I mean, um, oh, um, links on Twitter and um, uh, reddragonsradio.com. Yep. LIWstudios.com, LIWstudios.com, uh, Loitering in Wonderland on, on YouTube, that there, YouTube, the ye old YouTube, and then uh, Phoenix West on Twitter, Loitering in Wonderland on Facebook, and lots of other places. Who gives a shit? Check it all out, LAWstudios.com. You'll find links. Anyway, until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix, the Shelter West. And I'm Frank, uh, the Twitter guy, links. So long, citizens.